Well, it's over. Yeah. It's done. It's over. It's just finally over. Are you happy or are you sad? Um, I'm both. Yeah? Talk, yeah. T- t- talk it out with me. Uh, yeah, like happy. It was a it was a good sh- good show. It was a fun show. I'm sad that it's over. But and showing my hand, I'm sad that this didn't this didn't lead, ha- kind of have that apex feeling like the like the heist did for me. Yeah, it certainly didn't feel like a climax, did it? No. No. No, All right. Like, well, yeah. Thank you for listening. Anyways, anyways, yeah. Uh, that's that's our review. Yep. See see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Movie Man Podcast. The B Team. That's, that's Carl. What? I, I beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwing with my my system. <laughs> my OCD is freaking out. Um, yeah, so listen, we've done a review for every episode, episode, every episode of Andor so far. Uh, so if you've missed those, uh, you have some listening to go back and do maybe before you listen to this one. Um, but other than that, we are here to talk about the season finale of Andor season one, the season one finale. Episode 12, Um, Rick's Road. Rick's Road. What a well, I mean, it's not a stupid name. It's just not a, like, I don't know. Um, Yeah, so as we've both kind of alluded to, this is a season finale basically only in the sense that it's the last episode of the season. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. there's some kind of really neat uh, poetry in this, in that, um, this is where it all started. This is where it all ends. Uh, everybody's kind of back on Ferrix where they started, with the exception of Lieutenant Miro, who didn't start there, but she's there anyway. But it's, it's so there's there's it's it's kind of some nice poetry uh, to it. It flows nicely. Yeah. That way in terms of a, a story. Yeah. I felt like honestly the only part of this episode that could be considered the climax that big battle if if that's what you can call it more like a like a street fight. I kind of felt like that was just action written in for the sake of having action in there. Like it wasn't it didn't feel like the obvious natural progression and like where this should have gone. Um, I don't know. I think I think it fits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, <clears throat> this whole season we've been seeing the empire become more and more tyrannical, tighten its grip more and more and and We've seen that kind of come to a climax in the jail. Right. Uh, 
and we've seen that come to kind of a climax on a personal well i guess first we've seen it come to a climax on a personal level with the individuals in our heist and then we've seen it come to a climax um within the jail system itself and i don't know what you would call that level but and then and this is kind of more of a a global level a, a, a galaxy kind of level like th that oppression has gotten to the point where enough's enough we're striking back and like the the um speech of from merva to for the call to action like yeah. what other recourse do the people of ferrix have especially after that jerk tips over b yeah like, of course, they get, it feels fine to me. So, I mean, I sense. guess, I guess it was the, in some ways it was the biggest climax, but it also felt like the smallest. Yeah. Out of the climax. It definitely didn't gotten. feel as intense and, um, yeah. And our main character, like, really skirted all the action this time where he was at the center of it in the last two sort of climaxes within the season this time he's skirting the edge of all the conflict this time pretty much yeah because it i i think i think because it would just be too messy and complicated if if the empire and like it was just easier for the runtime of the show if the majority of people didn't know he was there i guess yeah <laughs> right like i don't know well, and the, only the people that needed to know he was there knew he was there. But yeah, yeah it, was, um, it just felt like sloppy writing to me. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Anyways, let's let's break this. Let's break it down. Let's talk sure. about the the different components. Um, Mon Mothma gives in. She lets the yeah. kids meet. Yep, and the Mon Mothma daughter seems i don't know doesn't she like the look on her face she kind of thinks this guy's cute like she doesn't she's got no like well she's into the whole idea this. of being married off at a young age betrothed. and being betrothed to somebody by her, her parents anyway yeah which they've alluded to already so yeah and yeah, maybe I mean, she's she she's bought into details. this ancient custom of of uh having someone chosen for her essentially yeah and she doesn't have the details of like who these people are and that they're who they are, why this is the marriage that's being arranged. Yeah. Which is there in the shows? I don't think there is. Like, I, my assumption is that like something horrible is going to happen. Like, I don't know. Do we know prior to this show that Mon Mothma had a daughter? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. So I I'm guessing know. maybe she's not still around come, come time of a new hope. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, like I, I've said recently in one of, in this, uh, since we've been reviewing this show, I started re watching, um, rebels, the TV show cartoon, and I finished it. And there is an episode in there where uh, Mothma appears a couple times, but one of the episodes centers around around her leaving the her uh, resigning from the Senate and leaving, and 
in a similar way to the way um, that um, that Merva kind of had a big declaration to fight the Empire. She left with a big kind of galaxy-wide hollow net send-off saying, this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, and I urge everyone else to stand up and fight the Empire as well. And So the whole episode was centered around getting her out of the uh, the Empire's grasp into safety and where she can properly f- lead the rebellion so right but in that episode yeah like they don't they don't touch on her family at all like yeah, her husband her up daughter until, up until this show we we it can only it was only like we don't know what kind of family life she has whether she was married or not whether she had kids or not whether she was a widow widower is it, a, is it a widower for a woman yeah i don't yeah anyway. widower but yeah we I, didn't know so no, this she's is just all a widow. Ma- no, no, yeah. just a widow. Um, I yeah, so I can see it going one of two ways: either her husband and her daughter are going to die, um, which would be tragic, and I think could be a good plot device because she's still like she believes in the rebellion, but she's not ready to oust herself and like. She's not ready to put both feet in and do what needs to be done. And I think the loss of her daughter, she doesn't give two shits about her husband at this point, but the loss of her daughter um, could be, you know, I like not only sort of that driving force, but also something that puts her in the position of like, I've got nothing left to lose now. Well, yeah. And you, you said she doesn't care about her husband. This episode does a good job of, showing she cares does not care about her husband whatsoever because she literally throws him under the bus (laughs) in that shuttle ride like hey can you give us some privacy i know you're a spy i know you're going to turn the mic back on but can you turn it off for brevity's sake right now yeah and then turn it on secretly in a minute and listen to this conversation while i say that my husband is the whole reason we've got money missing (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that was genius. <laughs> so smart. She like fixed so much of her troubles in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. like um, not all of them, but it takes eyes off of her temporarily. Yeah. There was a fun nod. Listen, love or hate the sequel trilogy. Um, it is nice when things are sort of tied in together and there's there's that connective tissue. Um, and so I did think that the the reference to canto bright or canto bite whatever it is the the um the casino planet from yeah. the last jedi i thought that was a nice touch yeah just kind of acknowledges the universe yep absolutely um, i'd agree but so yeah so either that's going to happen or it's just simply you know w- w- it's possible that during the events of the original trilogy and and the war um that her daughter is off married on some you know whatever like she's just not involved um back on her home planet married to a gangster son yeah and that um her husband i, I if if mon mothma goes full rebel he's not gonna stand by her no no right. I, like so maybe they're like, just if he's not separated. dead if he's not dead when she goes full rebel at the very least the empire arrests him 
and throws him in jail for for association being, uh, association yeah like yeah because and that's that's the empire's mo we've seen yep. some of that in this season in this season like that's what's that's that's his that's if he's not dead that's his fate <laughs> yeah yeah uh so we have that I, I so i would say i thoroughly enjoyed the mon mothma stuff in this episode i thought that it was you know even though it hasn't always felt like it fits with the rest of the show it's never not been entertaining like it's always been enjoyable to watch the mon mothma stuff yeah yeah we we got into that quite heavily last with yeah. the last uh, and or episode yeah um, so that was good. Yeah, it, um, it was fun, but yeah, we've got it doesn't, doesn't fit. Could do without it. Give it its yeah. own thing. But yeah, it's it was definitely um, added to the lore and the world building nicely. She plays a character perfectly. Oh, she's so good. And I'm glad that she's like she's the one from the deleted scenes of Revenge of the Sith. She's the one yeah. that any time like she's the voice of Mon Mothma from Rebels. Like she's kind yeah. of become. Lucasfilm's Mon Mothma for yep. this this generation, which I like. Um, then we have Luthen. Luthen is still hell bent on on killing Andor. It's, he still yeah. sees Andor as a, a loose end that needs to. It's so funny because it's like what gets everyone on Ferrix is sort of like it, it, there's just so many storylines that kind of converge. Everyone's there because of Andor, but all sort of also for different reasons. They all want him dead, but for like different yeah. reasons. Um, yeah, everybody's gunning for him. Yeah. Which is like, it is crazy that I was, I was looking at it and I'm like, you know, and as it should be, as, as the main character of your story should be the central central point and sort of the catalyst that sets everything off. But I'm like, there's all this like fighting and destruction and bullshit going on in the street. And I'm like, this is all pretty much because of Andor. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, it is definitely kind of your fault, pal. Yeah. And like, I, I find it, I think it's a kind of an interesting plot device that Andor only knows the empire wants him. Uh, He he knows he doesn't know Luthen's out to kill him. him. He has no idea Luthen is hunting him. No. But because he knows one person wants him dead, he's able to hide from both. Yeah, you got to be careful. Fairly successfully. And because Luthen chooses to go to Ferex, because he feels it's so important to make sure that he dies, that's the slip up that lets Andor know Okay, now I got two people hunting me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like he if 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 Luthen never shows up, he doesn't know that the the rebels want him dead. Mhm. Yeah. But then ultimately he comes well, yeah, he comes around, right? Like there's that confrontation at the end. Well, I think he's come around long before this episode he's he's come around after he's escaped the prison oh no sorry i mean luthan's come around oh yeah to deciding yeah, not to obviously. kill cassian yeah well he's he's a valuable asset yeah uh, luthan has standing before you he's given you his gun essentially saying yeah. look i want to fight these guys or i want to die either yeah. i'm with you or i'm dead make your choice and i think in that moment he was kind of like <sighs> 
this guy snuck onto my ship without me knowing. Well, I mean, he parked it in the same damn spot he did when he. No, I know, but like, (laughs) you know, he like subverted whatever security measures there were, and like, yeah, you know, the the uh, yeah. Um, I think I think the other aspect there is Luthen knows how valuable he is. Oh yeah, he knows how good he is. How what like he he knows that the only reason he wanted him dead it was a loose end before. Is because he was an unknown. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have any values uh, tying him to the beyond the rebel cause. He was. He was out for. He was the money, and that was it for him. Right. Yeah. So he was. He was a mercenary. So the mercenary is expendable. Kill the mercenary. Now, think- now he. Now all of a sudden he's 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 presenting himself before you, saying, "I'm all in." Yeah. Like, and, hey, this valuable asset is no longer a mercenary. They're they're fighting with the same veracity I am. Yeah, there may still be some doubt in Luthen's mind. Like he is still, you know, for the most part, he still doesn't know this guy from Adam. But I think, I think he's now seeing that as an acceptable risk. Uh, like, I, yeah, I think he knows enough about him to know that that he's he's worth keeping which like um we've i've mentioned before kind of that hero's journey and we talked about it earlier in this season how like okay luthan and andor aren't connected how does like we're we're going off the rails of kind of the the, your typical hero's journey story narrative but the, the hero's journey story narrative is cyclical so he had hit the call to adventure and the mentorship all happened within the first three episodes for you could, you could even consider the, the heist part of that mentorship bit too, but, and then the transformation and atonement happen in the prison. And then now we return to where it all started and there's a new call to adventure and the, the mentorship happens all over again, this time with Luthen by his side through it. Yeah. So I, I like, yeah. Overall, this, this, this show has done a really good job narratively, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we have the, I mean, everything kind of converges here. So from here on, it gets a little tricky to just talk about individual storylines, but we've got the Cyril shows up he comes back yeah were you as worried as i was when were you as worried as i as i was that they were gonna kiss (laughs) she's Um, like i should thank you and i'm like thank him how because they're like this whole time they're like six inches their faces are six inches apart and i'm like and they're not really saying much and i'm like oh no please don't don't and they didn't I don't think I was worried. I thought it was an interesting moment for for Miro, uh, somebody who we've come to kind of grow to hate. We've grown to hate her. We like we started liking her. We've grown to hate her. This she's become this cold, calculating, murderous, torturer jerk, and now. But all of a sudden, that veil just drops ever so slightly, and there's yeah. some human Her human side comes again. through. 
Yeah. Right? It's no longer just the empire side of her you're seeing. Yeah. Still a person. She has a heart. She has feelings here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I thought that was interesting. So I, either way, obviously, neither of them get their target. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And Cyril, Cyril, like, saves saves her. He kind of, uh, where, like, again, kind of cyclical. The last time he was on Ferrix, his mission was completely kiboshed. And, and people died. And this time... He, he was he was out to get Andor, but when when he sees her there, she she kind of plays a factor in his just what he what his goals are like he yeah, and so you know saving her it's not wasn't his original goal, but he's kind of had a bit of redemption in his own mind by saving her. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but yeah, not the storyline. I was hoping for from him. I wasn't, I wasn't hoping for a love story from him. No, <laughs> you know, I was hoping for a more of a, um, a, a villain's origin. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. Yeah. No, but, I agree. But, so I'm not, yeah. But do you need a villain other than the empire? Yeah. Well, you need people. You need, you need, archetypes to fill fill like you need somebody on screen the empire is is people you need yeah you need a members uh, Moff of the tarkin empire. you need a darth vader you need a miro you know i thought cyril was was i was my hope for cyril that he would be become an isb agent and become another um character to portray the evils of the empire but which he may yet i think we, we still could i suppose like um, Andor wasn't really a rebel till the end, technically until the end of this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe he's not really an imperial until the end of this episode. But knowing how the Empire treats fair uh, failure, is Miro really going to be an ISB agent at the end of this? <laughs> like, right. is she going to get demoted to cleaning toilets? There's not a lot of forgiveness there. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I wish they would have done more with him. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I was like through all that crap with his mom on Coruscant and all that stuff. I was just really hoping that storyline would turn a corner and I would get something a little bit more solid. Mm-hmm. Than, but so I'm mm-hmm. not super excited about the love story thing, but no. Anyway. Um, then we have Andor, obviously, um, who goes and one of the, really, the first major thing we see him do is visit Clem's grave. Yeah. And that was touching. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that really, I think, that got me. Yeah. I think now's a good time to mention, to kind of, uh, plug the, um, um, forget Nemec's. Nem- we, we get this long voiceover over several different clips of several different people doing things. Yeah. Nemec's, essentially a large chunk of Nemec's manifesto, which is, yeah. sounds, I thought it was all handwritten, but apparently it's a digital audio log. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, man. 
Nemec, Nemec was a thinker. <laughs> and I think, I feel like, I feel like maybe Nemec played a big, and we don't really find that out till this episode. We, cause we see Andor kind of reading that manifesto. We knew mm-hmm. he's always had it, but essentially since he was kind of gifted that manifesto, with the exception of his time in prison, Nemec's been kind of that, that mentor role to Andor. Yes. By, yeah. by reading this. Yeah. And yeah. So he like listens to it one last time and then we get that voiceover work through all these different scenes, which just has the effect of kind of building the tension. But it, like we've said before, it never really reaches the same apex that the, our last two big apexes had, but it was no. still good and it was still really effective. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, then what? Um, we get, uh, he saves, well, he rescues Bix. He, he, well, he hides out, he hides out, he's scurrying around the sewers and the, the rooftops of Ferrix and he gets found out by someone he, we see in the one of, I think it was the first or second episode who owed him, he owed money to, and that person rats him out to the empire and they start looking for him and. Yeah, so he's screwing around, and during that time, he sees um, uh, Luthen skulking around, and so he finds out Luthen's after him, and yeah, and then it, then he event then all hell breaks loose, and in the chaos, he saves Bix, a a barely able to walk in very very rough shape, Bix. Oh yeah, which yeah was kind of um illuminating to me because i thought for some reason i thought they released bix but i i realized quickly in this episode oh i've been confusing bix and cinta i there was a few moments even in this episode where i yeah where i was getting like confused between the two and it was it wasn't this episode i was confusing them it was previous episodes where like Cinta is skulking around and she's following in previous episodes, she's spying on the Imperial spy that's spying on, um, Andor's mom. And, and those scenes, I was like, why is, why is Bilks Bix being all kind of skulky after being tortured? You know, they think she'd know better. And yeah, my mind was obviously confused because that, that wasn't Bix at all, that she was always been in captivity and that was Cinta doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, Cinta, I, Cinta I got a little kills confused. that spy very, very in cold blood. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely got a little confused. Yeah. They just, they, they're, they're, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't, I don't, I think that's more on, on me than for not, recognizing the actors as well as I should have than the show. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And I agree. I agree. I think I was the same for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he escapes Well, he, he helps them escape. Yeah. He, he helps, he, he saves Bix. 
Yeah, uh, he pulls. Uh, what's his name? Um, his his buddy, big boy. Um, uh, Brasso. Bra- Brasso. Yeah, he pulls yeah. Brasso out of the heat, and then another another per- oh, the kid who's also kind of in rough shape. Another guy. Yeah, and they get gets gets them away to uh, a shuttle. Yeah. Gets them to gets them off planet. Kind of uses similar language that we've been hearing all episode. You get you get out over the sea and then you climb. You hear me? You climb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't look back. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he he boards Luthen's ship and surprise. Yeah, I know you're here. I'm yeah, and because. He like he kind of when he climbs when Luthen gets aboard his sh- ship like it's he's the ship's not responding right like yeah Cassian's Luthen, deactivated yeah, something yeah he's overridden the AI or something like that yeah yeah Smart uh guy. well what else is there is there anything else really well there was the show started off with like a kid building something and we're not sure what it is you could assume it's some sort of explosive device i guess by the way it's charging up throughout the scenes but i had no idea who this kid was and we see them later throw the bomb and then be saved by andor and all that but i was i was like what who's this kid and it wasn't until i and and the hollow like there was a hollow image of a person that he was looking at while building and i was like i don't know who any of these people are and again, this uh, this is on, I think, me not picking up the actors in the show, but this kid has been in the show several times before this point. <laughs> yes. He's like more in the background than anything. Andor has never really interacted with him and nobody's really interacted with him, but he's been seen several times on Fer- some of the Ferrick scenes running around kind of in not, not in the back background, but kind of and not necessarily in the foreground, the main view of the picture, but he's close enough to the foreground of the shot that he's very noticeable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't rec- not realize any of this until I watched kind of a, a breakdown here, are the Easter eggs you may have missed from Andor episode 12 YouTube video. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was okay. That's cool. And the guy in the image that he's kind of looking at while building the bomb is the guy that they tortured and killed before they tortured Bix, yeah the shop owner yeah so i was like oh once i once i seen that i was like oh that makes sense okay this guy's this kid's got a connection to him was seen in similar was seen in scenes that he was seen in so there was a relationship there this is once again the empire's oppression causing rebellion i guess at times it just felt like there was too many stories to follow and i think that's yeah how i was getting mixed up all over the place yeah well yeah it in yeah it was i thought that once i got realized who he was and who the image of him was it was like oh this fits so nicely into the storyline i'm yeah. just i just don't didn't pick up on this kid and the importance of him earlier on mm-hmm. and not that they made him super important. They probably could have made given him more of a role in the 
in the early episodes so that this role meant more, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you, what did you think of Merva's speech and the whole parade before the violent outbreak? I mean, I think it served the purpose that it was supposed to. It's impactful. It feels, um, it's, it's, it's rallying, right? Yeah. Um, so it feels it's, it's also rebellious in nature because they do they they were told when they were supposed to do it by the empire and they're like screw you we're gonna do it when we want to do it yeah because the empire is like freaking out because they're not ready yeah yeah no yeah I I yeah it wasn't like I said I'm I'm lukewarm on the whole episode um and I think I wouldn't have been as lukewarm on it if it weren't supposed like if it weren't the finale. Hmm. Um. But yeah, no. I it, it it for what it was supposed to do. I felt like it nailed it. Right. It was this kind of yeah. epic feeling, rallying of the troops and and cementing of rebellion and yeah, yeah for sure. What about you? Cool. Uh, uh, are you asking me like the episode as a whole or just no, uh, that the, speech? That scene? Yeah, yeah. So the yeah, like I said, I thought it was it it played its role well, like throwing the empire off. There's already seeds of rebellion in these people. Um, uh, the the tuning up of the the everybody's instruments, kind of building tent that trying to build that or not trying to it did it built tension. The the marching to this to the square building the tension so it did a really good job of doing all that um yeah the this mervis speech being the capstone of it was beautiful um, yeah and heard, they do that several times right like not only with that um but with the the um uh uh, uh what's the name they do the narrated section several times throughout this episode. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it, it adds a nice, a nice impactful kind of emotional and epic and, and sense of purpose to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, you, yeah. You, you're referring to, um, Nemec's, Nemec. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, narration. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all yeah, and they all do a good job of kind of building that tension. That yeah. again, you know, not not to beat a dead horse, but like it doesn't do I don't think it does it as well as the heist video did it, like building that tension because the I think the heist video did it beautifully building that tension to a point where I'm just on the edge of my seat. This built the tension, but I never I never got on the edge of my seat. No. No, not the way so, you could that it yeah, could both have done us beautifully. To. One just kind of pushed it to that next level. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. what did you think of the episode as a whole? Is this a win for you? Do you want to go cry yourself to sleep because it doing everything out of order, man? Uh, for me, I think it was a win, but barely. Like it's certainly not the best episode we've had by a long shot. Um, 
And I think that's kind of what you're always hoping for with a season finale, that you're going to walk out of it going, oh, that was amazing. I I can't believe I have to wait so long to watch it, get, like watch, see more of it. And I was kind of like, okay, yeah, like when more comes out, I'll watch it. But I, But it didn't leave me hungry and thirsty the way a proper season finale should. Yeah. You're not... Yeah, it it gives you something to look forward to, but it's not it's not a cliffhanger by any means. No. Which, yeah, like For honestly, me, as frustrating as it would have been, the ultimate cliffhanger of this series, and had something like this happened at the very end, um, the ultimate cliffhanger in this season for me was was Andy Circus saying never more than twelve. Right. And then I'm like, and then it goes black, and you're like, oh, I gotta wait a week. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Stuff's about to happen. Like, right. Yeah. What about you? Win or fail? Uh, this this was a win for me. I think uh, I would agree. It's not the best episode, but it definitely takes the. <laughs> is it better than the prison episode? Uh, I don't know. If if it's if it's not better than the prison episode, it's a really close third for me. Okay, like it's yeah, top. You're still three the heist episodes. is still your favorite, eh? The heist is still my favorite. That yeah. was the pinnacle of this season for me. Um, it was yeah. So it was. I really enjoyed it. I liked that the ending wasn't a cliffhanger. Like it still alludes to obviously alludes to there's there's more story to be told if if that's something that people want to see. Right. But if you decide, ah, I'm done with Andor. I don't need to see a season two. Then this is, there's a nice cap on this, this show. If you stop here, the show could stop here and go straight into rogue one. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, Yeah, I'm missing, I'm missing some time. Some stuff has happened, but yeah, but it's a lot of the times I think, uh, especially at the end of a TV show or a movie, cliffhangers can be can can work as uh disfavorably towards the the product instead of Uh, they can yeah yeah um yeah yeah so cool before uh we kind of sign off there is one more scene we need to talk about okay that's uh that's that's a post-credit scene Oh yeah, you, I forget. So I didn't know. I didn't scene? know whether you had seen it or not. Yeah, and this is the I'd first time it. I've left. I the, it. I just kind of, you know, normally the episode ends and I click off, and this time I just kind of like for whatever reason I just went on my phone, and then all right. of a sudden the credits ended and something was happening. Um, yeah, I, I did I something like, similar. For whatever reason, I decided ah, I'm just going to scroll through, the, like fast forward through the credits and see if there's something at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah we so get to see uh, the it Death answers Star. answers a big question. Yeah, in final production, and they were building parts for the Death Star in the prison. For the tractor, or not tractor beam, but the the the, the kyber beam. The di- dish array for the yeah. laser. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool, like and like, it, and just and kind of like, it's like ninety five percent done. Which kind of we were asking that question or during the prison episode. Yeah, we're like, of, whereabouts would like, this be if if this is for the Death Star? What like is it for the outer structure? Like that because that that would make sense. It would make a sphere, but like 
the thing's got to be close to done by now. Like where, yeah. and it, still yeah, it is pretty much done. It's like 90, 95%. They just got to drop that crap together and yeah. it's ready to It still to doesn't fire. answer exactly what those things are, but. Well, it shows the robots, little rub- well, rubits. Well, yeah, but we don't know what those using things are them doing. To hold things together and. Yeah, I guess they're just like big rivets, basically. Well, they're big connectors to yeah. hold the the dish, create the dish, right? like connects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, I got to ask you. Now that season one is done, on a scale of zero to ten, where would you rank Andor season one? Oof, a whole a zero to ten scale. Eh? Zero to ten for season one. Yeah. Oh man. feel like I should have the Jeopardy music queued I think, up. I think I'd go – I feel like it should be pretty high. Okay. Like, like 7.5, maybe even an 8. Like this is good Star Wars. We don't get like Jedi in the Force. Yeah. But but this is – I like this. This this was really good. This is – Star Wars for, for adults. For me, this is essential Star Wars viewing now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It felt like the first episode or two, I kind of complained. I was like, it doesn't, re- I, like, I don't necessarily feel yeah, yeah, like Yeah, it took Star time Wars. to build. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. like, like Firefly, I always tell people, you got to give Firefly two or three episodes and then you'll be hooked for life. Um, and this is kind <laughs> of then, similar. And, and then ultimately disappointed. It's not, it's well, not yeah. a good show to be hooked for life on. <laughs> well, if you capstone once it's capstoned with the movie, it's pretty good. It, it yeah. kind of wraps things up a bit better. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a really good show over overall, and definitely a welcome addition to Star Wars. Cool. And what about you? Uh, yeah, I you felt it? I fell right in the seven point five. Um, yeah, not perfect. Certainly, I can think of some things. Some additions I would have liked, some things that were there that didn't need to be, um, but all in all, like I would recommend it to, to you know, just about, just about anyone. Um, mm-hmm. It was funny a, 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 a mutual friend of ours and um, former sponsor of our podcast, actually Tim Diarmond, uh, he doesn't like this show, eh? Did you really? know that? He, someone, there was a, there was a post, there was a, uh, you know, you're like, sometimes random crap will show up in your Facebook feed because one of your friends have commented on it. Yeah. Do do you know what I, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, so there was, um, there was an article posted by some, you know, one of those, like, I I don't know if IGN posted it or what it was, but, um, it was something about, why Star Andor is such a great Star Wars show, or something to that effect, something singing the praises of Andor. And his comment was just, I think it was, it was something like, "Is this a different Andor than the one that's on Disney Plus?" <laughs> it wow. was funny. It was a really, it was a that. funny comment. But I like, I couldn't relate at all. I was like, man, <laughs> yeah, it's not hitting home for you, eh? I wonder why. It'd be an interesting yeah, conversation. Yeah. Debate, hash it out with them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to not only this episode, but um, our Andor Season 1 reviews as a whole. Um, we look forward to Andor Season 2, those reviews. Yeah, we do. Um, and also, I don't know, what's, what's, what's next? I guess it's probably... Well, we've got Tales of the Jedi coming up. We've got Tales of the Jedi. We've got and- the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. But then yeah, what's our next like TV show? I don't know what's coming out next. Upcoming. It's got to be MCU. They'd be the ones okay. that are up. Oh, that's totally what it is. Um, hang on. What is the date <laughs> of that? Of course that's what it is. Um, Secret Invasion. Is that next? I think so. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I've am i got my fingers crossed that they do a good job with that and they don't MC. butcher it. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm not convinced that that's the next show. Um, ba-ba-ba, scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, no, we will technically likely be doing season two of what if next oh fun yeah i love what if they were some of my favorite comics growing up either way there's good stuff coming good stuff coming and then our black panther wakanda forever review is just around the corner yeah a little late but a little late there but like i said there's somebody had to go on vacation well i'm not going to hold it against you though yeah well you know take care of myself yeah check out our facebook instagram twitter below uh patreon if you want to support the show and get some fun perks from us including boosted voting power um on our our regular movie votes that determines what pete and i are going to sit down watch and review um we've also got a merch page if you're having trouble figuring out that that perfect stocking stuffer it's cute little teddy bears with the movie men logo on it how can you go wrong t-shirts and t-shirts and hats and water bottles and mugs and and i don't know this is a bunch of stuff kinds of fun stuff stickers everyone likes stickers Mm -hmm. yeah so anyways thank you thank you so much and um is it cheesy to say may the force be with you no then, then, then say it. May the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs>